The thing I love most about this rivalry, yeah. everybody's wrong until the result comes in. Let's go. They always say, throw out the records when it comes to this rivalry. On that day, you have to prove that you're the better team in the state of Michigan. I don't get why both teams can't be great at the same time. It doesn't always have to be one or the other. I love you, man, but you're an idiot. A Michigan, Michigan State Podcast. And here's your hosts, Justin Rose and Michael Spath. What's going on, everybody? Justin Rose, Michael Spath with you for the I Love You, But You're an Idiot podcast. And Sign Gate uh, has continued well on into the, what, what is this, like week, week 10, week nine, something We have like had that, zero yeah. days without incident yeah. at the University of Michigan. It always is interesting in Ann Arbor. Um, what I want to really dive into today, because yes, we have football games. Michigan plays Purdue at night and you know, a little cool. They'll probably cover that 33 point spread. Yeah. Michigan state hosting Nebraska for the final home game of the season uh, at, the final home? Well, oh, at, at yeah. Spartan stadium. Cause they're playing Penn state at Fort field on, okay. on the last week of the season. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into those things a little bit, but it just feels like this is still just top of mind on the tip of everybody's tongue. We've had more information, but this is where I want to start. Sure. Because I tweeted this earlier this week, and I think it needs a little bit of time to talk about. I understand that Connor Stallions cannot, under probably any way, shape, or form, get in front of a microphone and talk. Yeah. But where the hell is this guy? Like, where is he? Maybe in Bermuda? Witness protection? I was thinking witness protection. Yeah. But, like... No one has seen him. No one has said, oh, he's holed up with his parents. He could be out of the country. I, where is Connor Stallions? <laughs> it is like, where, it's like Carmen San Diego. Where yeah. in the world Great is reference. Connor Stallions? Like, where is this guy? Yeah, and, and the interesting thing about that is that, I mean, I guess he is on the University of Michigan staff, and they're still under NCAA investigation, and so there's supposed to be this gag order. I don't know. I mean, I've gotten to the point where, because the big talk this week is we recorded this on a Friday morning before, you know, the weekend before Michigan plays Purdue and Michigan State plays Nebraska, is all this talk about the Big Ten now taking action. The right. NCAA is going to move at their glacial pace. The NCAA is going to file a normal notice of allegations. They're going to give Michigan 90 days to respond before it goes through the process. So the NCAA really is not in the picture for 2023. The question becomes, what does the Big Ten do? And there's a there was reports earlier this week that the athletic directors and the coaches were on a conference call with the new commissioner, Tony Petiti, that was saying, like, you need to act now. Like, you need to do something. You need to spend Harbaugh. You need to do something to punish Michigan. And my thing about that is that if they're going to, and ultimately, like, you know, you've told me, like, you got to relax. Like, and, I, and I've said on this podcast, like, if, if Michigan is found guilty, like, I will be critical, and I have been critical on this podcast. And we'll even get to that today a little bit about the intent versus the rule that's being broken because I don't think, I think a lot of Michigan fans are saying one thing, but they're distinguishing where I, the line is too blurred for them to be doing what they're doing. That said, if the, ultimately this is about what the Big Ten is going to do and you're not under the same gag order, like I think Michigan needs to speak. I think Jim Harbaugh needs to speak. I think Ward Manuel needs to speak. I think President Santo Ono needs to speak. I think ne somebody needs to say, ultimately this, like what you're being accused of is there some truth to it? Is there, and, and, and maybe if there is, like they don't want to admit that because that's the NCAA issue down the road. But like, if you think that this is a whole bunch of a lone wolf that got over his skis and 
yeah, you weren't paying attention. You should have been. But you're saying, like, we didn't gain a tactical advantage. We didn't use the tape. We didn't do any things. Come out and say it. Say but something. You're incriminating yourself by staying I'm, silent. That's what I'm saying. I know. And yeah. I, 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 I'm just simply saying, like, I'm stating that, like, that is what you're basically. And, and the thing is, is you can't sit here and say that you didn't use it. We've seen multiple clips from multiple broadcast feeds where Connor Stallions is standing right next to an OC or a DC and he's whispering, he's looking over, intently looking over, seeing the signs come in, whispering or telling said signs, like the tells or whatever, to that OC who then they're doing the signals or whatever they need to do to get the, like, the play in. Again, this whole thing really boils down to intent. Agreed. And and I think that, like, we have to just stop getting past, like, talking like, well, what are they using it for? It's not against the rules to look at what yeah, other teams yeah. are doing on the sideline during a game, but it's, like, the intent to deceive, the intent mm -hmm. to grab information and utilize it to your advantage in a preconceived notion is where the problem lies. And Agreed. I think I, I don't want to spend any more time saying, well, like, did it help them? It doesn't matter because it's the intention was to cause this to give you an advantage. If you if you ever watched the show Billions on Showtime, which is like one of our favorites in the whole thing, and it's like the, you know all the stuff going on in New York and the and Wall Street and the stock market and IPOs and all this different stuff, there is something called insider trading, and insider trading is highly illegal, highly illegal. Um, it's having information that the general public doesn't have access to. And allows you to ultimately go in there and you know impact the the way that you're the way that you're buying and selling you know selling stock and all this different stuff. To me, this is very reminiscent because even if even if someone were to say like, well, ultimately I didn't have the payoff I was looking for. Ultimately, I didn't get the information I was I was trying to achieve. So why is the SEC trying to punish me? I didn't I didn't get the result I was looking for. But the intent was to get a result. The intent was to have some type of information that you were going to use to set yourself up in an advantageous situation against the rest of the field. And so the SEC doesn't look at that any differently than what result you, you obtained. And so that is where I think Michigan fans need to stop with this idea that, hey, you know, it's even the NCAA has said that it's not that big of an advantage. Or, you know, what did he really do that was illegal? Why did he go to the games? He went to the games he sent a network of people to the games to obtain this, these signs. And he did it in a way that, you know, some people make that, well, he didn't know it was illegal, but he did it in a way where right now, you know, that you can do it in game. If you're just watching the opposing team, you know, that you can do it by watching television and that's established. Those are the two things you can do. What is not established. What is against the rules is appearing in person to a game. You're not participating in. And now that it looks pretty clearly that he was on the sideline of the Central Michigan, Michigan State game, he's now going to a game. And how did he get on the sideline? You Because, you know, you don't just get one of those passes. You and I have gotten passes our entire lives. You don't just get those passes. You've got to, like, submit something. I mean, so the whole thing is about what the intent was. And his intent was to ultimately help his football team win football games. And I have a hard time believing to your argument that he's standing there on the sideline, whether or not Michigan coaches say we didn't know where the information was coming from. Again, that is 
you're not absolved. Okay. It doesn't make a difference right. if you All say right. that. Okay. So let, let me use a real world example for people maybe to conceptualize this a little bit easier. You're sitting at a blackjack table and you've got a guy behind you who counts cards. Mm-hmm. Now he first walks up to you and he's like, you got a 16 against a, a face card and he goes, hit it. And you go, <laughs> what are you, what are you, what, how do you know? And you don't hit it. And next card comes out. It's five. Oh shoot. That would have, that would have helped me. Right. So the next hand comes around and you've got, you know, 17 against the six. And he says, hit it. And you're like, you're out of your mind. Yeah. Right. And you, you, you don't hit it. And four comes up. And then you start to look at this guy and go, okay, you got x-ray vision. What do you got going on? <laughs> and then you start to listen to him. So the point I'm trying to make with that whole thing is Connor Stallions, coaches can't sit there and go, well, we didn't use the information. He might've whispered stuff in our ears, but <laughs> we didn't use it. Really? You're seeing like the first or second time that this happens. And he tells the defensive coordinator, Hey, hit, hit, hit the, hit the C block on the right side or the C hole on the right side. It's coming off tackle. And then boom, you, you blit, you send, you send the safety up and boom, right. you get a two yard right. loss. Okay. What else you got for me? All right. This yeah. one's a jet yeah. sweep coming to the left. They're going to throw motion, you know, da, 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 whatever. Like the point I'm trying to make is that you as a human being within the heat of the moment in that time, you don't have time to go. Is this right or wrong? Right. Because you have 30 seconds on a play clock to make a determination what you're going to do. So it happens and it happens yeah. and it happens yeah. and it happens and you win the game at the end and you go, wow, we played so great. We made all the stops. We had so many tackles for loss. We, you know, offensively, how did, how did we get that guy so open over the middle? Like, oh my gosh, like all this stuff keeps happening. So it's very hard to, to, to separate who made just a great play? Mm-hmm. Like I heard John Jansen on 97 won the ticket. And I'll call him out for by name for saying like his whole thing was we sometimes knew what plays were coming and you still had to stop it. Mm-hmm. And I'm listening to that and I'm like, he's not incorrect, but I'm telling you nine out of 10 times, if you know where I'm coming, the likelihood of great success is stunted. Yeah. yeah. If I'm going to sit at the three point line and just stand there and say, I'm shooting the ball every time I get it. Are you going to play me a little bit tighter on the defense? Absolutely. I'm never going to dribble and go by you and go to the hole. I'm just going to, as soon as I touch the ball, I'm going up to shoot. Yeah. For a basketball term, a perfect one is, is if you knew every time, I mean, you kind of did a little bit with like Allen Iverson and some of these guys, right? Like I'm going to take you off the dribble and I'm getting to the basket. Well, what are you doing as a defense? You're saying like, okay, I'm going to sag off and I'm also bringing help defense over across every single time. I'm going to bring help defense across. And if I bring a, you know, let's use the Pistons, the Jalen Dern over or go old school. I bring a Wilt Chamberlain over a Bill Russell over. And now Allen Iverson's got to try to go through Bill Russell to get his basket. Well, the chances of me, I mean, Allen Iverson's success rate goes from 80% to 40%. Boom. I've helped myself. Now the naysayers would say that's just smart. That's how, I mean, and like the thing is, is that's where this really gets back to intent. Mm-hmm. Like, Every coach has the intention of being as smart as they can of the other opposing teams, offense or defense, in order to gain an advantage. And that's by looking at tape. That's by going over the plays. That's by memorizing formations. That's by tells and signs. That all is still, like, legal. That's all part of – if you and I were to play checkers right now, you would probably pick up some tells about me and different things of that nature. So, again, I'm not saying that 
in sports and competition, you're not allowed to like look at your opponent and say, I think I know what you're going to do. The problem is, is I can't tape games with you and John playing at home for the last month and then go and not, not let you know that I know that so that I know every move you're going to make yeah. and how you play the game. Yeah. That's Great. the difference because I went into your home. I, exp I went into right, your place right. and I garnered the advantage in an improper way with an intent to deceive you. Agreed. Agreed. And the other part of that is then to your, your blackjack and your like, if you're the coach on the sideline and Connor Stallions is whispering in the ear and by the third or fourth time, you're like, Connor, what, what do you got for me? Right? Like, right. And you'll do it is say you, it happens one game. Take a random game against Nebraska two years ago, and it happens that game. You're you're going to say after the game's over with, we got to talk to Connor Stanley. So like we got to figure out like we we've we you know we got to use this kid a lot more. And in that moment, one of two things is going to happen. You're either going to say, "Wow, kid, this is mind blowing stuff. We're just going to keep using you," and you don't ask the question, or more likely because every sales organization in the world. If someone is blown it out of the water, is trying to repeat that formula, they're going to ask, how did you do this? Mm -hmm. And in that moment, unless Connor Stallions flat out lies, which honestly, I'm not putting it past him, but if he does flat out lie to you, you still have a responsibility to look into it. So that's where I'm saying Michigan is not absolved. The people at the top are not absolved. Jim Harbaugh's not absolved. Which brings me to this, is what has come out in the last 24 hours before we're recording this is that the Big Ten coaches and ADs don't want to punish the Michigan players. They're saying Blake Corum hasn't done this. J.J. McCarthy, even though maybe they've had some, they have had the advantage of knowing some of these plays, none of these guys asked for this. We don't want to punish them by vacating wins or kicking them out of the postseason because that's not fair to them. Ultimately, we want the responsibility at the top to be the person who is punished. And so the rumor is that they're asking for a two-game suspension of Jim Harbaugh this season, which, you know, you pick the next two games is Purdue and Penn State, or if it would happen at Penn State and Maryland, or if it was Maryland and Ohio State. I can't imagine it would be Ohio State because I think, like, they would love the drama. The TV networks would love the drama of Jim Harbaugh comes back from suspension in time <laughs> to play the Buckeyes. Like, don't think for a second that that's not part of the conversation. Money always is part of the conversation. Ratings, money. So thing. if I'm sitting here, and I, it was going to be a question I'm sure you would have asked me, but if I could take that right now, you say, Michael, for this season, everything is done. You don't have to worry about any other suspensions, any other thing. They put it to bed. If Jim Harbaugh takes a two-game suspension during oh this Big Ten season. That's a layup. And that I've is heard, an I've absolute heard, I've heard layup. Michigan fans like, we've got to defend his integrity. we got his integrity no, is already in question, yeah. guys. Fall on the sword for your program. Get it done. <clears throat> and because you've got Sharon Moore, you have Jesse Minter, you have these two guys who can Who've run. Already done coaching yeah, and, stints. It would, and it would be Sharon Moore. Like, they would just main. you're not going to do like, oh, we're going to name like, you know, two coaches or four coaches and do halftime. Like, Let's let Jack get out there. Yeah. Jack Harbaugh but one more time. You give me that scenario, 1,000% I'm taking it right now. And if you want to show that you're still all in on Jim and you're, and you've got his back in the whole thing, then they announce a suspension. Jim Harbaugh accepts, accepts a suspension. And the next day you announce a contract extension. If that's how you want to play it. But if you're giving me that as an option, as opposed to all the other scenarios, thousand percent taking it. No. And hundred percent. And like, that would be, I don't know if that would satisfy maybe the outside. I'm just speaking from like, if, if you're going to tell me that this is, this is it, a two game suspension, no harm, no foul moving forward, no more investigation. 
I think a lot of people would be left unsatisfied. Yeah. I, 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 and, and to your point, that's why Michigan fans should be like 100%. Yeah. Yes. Let's get it. it. It's almost like you got caught with your hand in the cookie jar and, and your mom said, all right, well, you can eat the cookie, but never talk about it again. And you're like, wow, okay. Oh. Like, I'm not telling your dad, like, yeah, none of yeah. like, like, it's We're like, gonna hide the cookie jar for the next two days. There's no, there's no more repercussion, and that's where it leaves it a little bit like unsatisfied, and like we still have to find out because well, that's, that's where that's where it's a Big Ten. No more, no more punch from the Big Ten. The NCAA could still do it down the road. Okay, and, and even then, I think that would be somewhat unsatisfying to some people. I mean. The thing is, is like, I still think like people go, oh, we're out for blood. Like we need to like, you know, Jim Harbaugh should be fired. No, I don't necessarily think that there's any of that, like that, that people like need to see. But at the same time, like what is an appropriate mm -hmm. response? And like Tony Petiti apparently is meeting with Santa Ono today, Friday, when we're taping this on Friday, because he's going to be in town for the uh, regionals of the field hockey or something in Ann Arbor. I, I, I read that last night. Okay. So they're going to have a conversation. And the president, because, you know, and I got to give kudos to, you know, all the athletic directors and the coaches. Apparently, Jim Harbaugh left the call after the normal business hour yeah. of, like, chatter and stuff. And then everybody stayed on for another hour. Well, he left the call to allow them to talk about Michigan. Okay, so he was, yeah, he did they it on asked purpose. him to leave? They, or? they essentially said, we're going to talk about Michigan. And in the, and in the, the. When the playoff committee has a athletic director who has a school involved, they're supposed to leave the room. So he left the room with the ability to let them talk about it without him weighing in on the okay. conversation. All right. Okay. I guess that's, that's that I'm glad I got clarification on that. Um, but you know, shouts to Alan Holler, Michigan state's athletic director who said, you know, look, this is a rivalry podcast. We obviously know that there's not a lot of love lost between Michigan and Michigan state. There's no, there's no secret in that. But, like, you have to take, like, what happened at Michigan Stadium last year and the outcry from one James Harbaugh. These kids need to be punished at the absolute extent of the law. Like, he wanted those kids thrown in jail immediately yeah, without yeah. due process. And Allen was smart enough to say, last year I had to suspend eight to ten kids. They, they did some of we're, them did do things. Yeah, Some of yeah. them did do things. Some of them didn't. Some of them were guilty by just standing in the same space and being caught on camera. I know, I know there's one kid in particular. He was trying to break it up and he was suspended three games. And then they cleared him and they 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 basically said, Oh, you weren't a part of this after so again, due process didn't play out. And yeah, Jim Harbaugh yeah. was like, I don't give a shit about your due process. You guys are you know, criminals and full extent of the law and like all of the words and the verbiage and like the tarnishment that Michigan state had to go through by the hands of the Michigan head coach. And for him now to not be able to say, Oh, well, what we did was bad. Like, like, again, I know it's still the thing like an ongoing investigation and he can't really say those things, but doesn't it, doesn't it just look like everybody else needs to get the full punishment and the yeah. wrath of hell, but not us. But not us. Well, and I, I want to be very clear because I, I'm, I know where Michigan fans are immediately going to jump to this. And you're comparing, you know, a kid being in the crowd stealing signs to kids slugging. No, Justin's not comparing that. I'm, I'm not comparing, comparing apples to apples. It's not apples to apples. He's comparing due process. Correct. Due process is what we're, is a conversation about. And his argument, and I a thousand, a uh, hundred percent, because a thousand percent doesn't exist. Hundred percent agree. It's the same. That it's about 
due process. Correct. And right now, Michigan's arguing we deserve due process, but last year they said you didn't deserve due Correct. process. And that's, and that's Allen's. Yeah. That was his point. And like, and that, you know, yeah. smart. Kudos to him. Because again, you've got four new teams coming into the league. And this is why it's all on Petiti at this particular point in time. And to your point, is a two-game suspension enough? Maybe, maybe not. Like, I'm not here to, I'm not the judge, the jury, yeah. or the executioner in this whole thing. Tony Petiti is. So it's like, He's got to step, he's got to make it very clear to the other 17 members of the Big Ten institution. You will not do things to gain a competitive advantage yeah, in yeah. a way. And what does that look like? But that's his only recourse because you don't think that UCLA, USC, Washington, and Oregon, along with the other 13 current Big Ten schools are going to go, what the hell, man? Yeah. How come they get to get away with everything and in this case, cheating. And if we do that, if Illinois, if this is Illinois, if this is Indiana, if this is uh, Wisconsin, or name, insert name, Big Ten school, not Ohio State or Michigan. The book is, is being thrown at them. Yeah. And that's, and that's one of my, my, my biggest arguments is that, and I've heard so many Michigan fans, again, defend and defend and defend. And I get it. Like, you, this is your program. Your program's under attack. You want to defend. I, I don't have a problem with uh, with you picking up the shield and the sword and saying, I'm going to bat for my program. That's what you, as a fan, to some degree, I mean, I get it. When there is overwhelming evidence, you're, you should take a step back, say, hey, let's look at this objectively. But at the same time, I mean, look at the hypocrisy. Look at like the way that you've judged other programs. Look at the grandstanding you've done in the past. And I, and, and, if this was any other program other than Michigan, they would be throwing haymakers mm -hmm. right now. Yep. They would be saying that if this was Ohio State, my God, what Michigan fans would be saying. They'd be saying everything that Ohio State fans are saying. So take a step back and realize that as a fan, that you can acknowledge, all right, this is I, I'm maybe I am being a little hypocritical. So where can I, where can I, where can I take a step back and say, like, what where are these some, some spots where I can agree with? And I can agree with this due process idea, this due process idea that if you were arguing a year ago that all those players should be suspended immediately and prosecuted immediately in the whole thing without getting a full investigation, then you can't say today that Jim Harbaugh deserves due process. Now, a year ago, if you said, slow down a second, guess what? You can say, we need to slow down a little bit, right? There probably weren't a lot of Michigan fans saying that a year ago. Um, and, and again, to the whole thing we talked about earlier, it is the intent. Okay. Take a step back and stop making the argument about, well, they didn't really gain an advantage. Even the NCAA said there's not an advantage. Even, you know, like, oh, we, can't, we haven't proven that he did anything illegal. The intent was to obtain this type of sign stealing in a way that was against the rules. That's that. That's, yeah. that's a black and white. Right. It's a black and white. And if you're, if you're saying it didn't, then you're on the opposite side of a fact. So. 100%. And, and again. And if they say, like, we're going to suspend Jim Harbaugh for two games and it's not going to be the Ohio State game, then you as a Michigan fan sign a petition that says, like, I accept, I accept, I accept, because this is the best possible scenario. It's not vacating wins that holds you out of the Big Ten championship game. It's not, It's again, this Harbaugh suspension, I'm telling you, is not going to, if it's going to happen for two games, it's not going to be the Ohio State game. They would not do that because Fox and everybody would say, but you, you, I, I hear what you're saying, and, I, and I'm not in total disagreement. But if you're Tony Petiti, that's the statement you make. You would. It would be a better, bigger message. And, and the thing is, is at the end of the day, 
trying to be as objective as I can, guys. I'm being honest with you. I'm not trying to just bury Michigan for this because it, it, like they have their own they have their own karma coming, right? Like I fully believe Michigan will pay a price for this in time, right? My point I'm trying to make is from an outside perspective, Tony Petiti has to protect the conference at large. What is the biggest game in the conference every single year? Michigan, Ohio State. You have to keep them out of that game if you're going to suspend them this season. That's it. Like, that, 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 that. And, well, and, and, and it, to your point, yeah. do you think people are not going to watch the game because Jim Harbaugh's not on the sideline? No, like, it, it, it adds a level of, but, and here's the thing about it, is, is if you do it that game, it does lower Michigan's chances of being successful and winning that game. And in doing so, maybe you get a dual punishment out of it, right? Right. You suspend Harbaugh and Michigan loses and doesn't play in the Big Ten Championship game when they're the favorite. And maybe it costs them the college football playoff appearance. And so if you're Tony Petiti, you can kind of, I mean, if, you, if I'm looking at this objectively, you can almost accomplish like three potential punishments with one, with with one, one thing. one thing. And if at the end of the day, if that does unfold that way, if Ohio State were to win the game and the whole thing and the athletic directors would come back to you and say, hey, guys, enough, right? Like I suspended him for the Ohio state game. Michigan lost the game. They didn't go to the Blake 10 championship game and they're not going to the couch to a playoff. So now we're done with this, right? Like well, you, and you'd have to be done with it either way. Cause yeah. the vice versa, I think win. Michigan's a really good football team. Yeah. I think they have the players capable of beating Ohio state, winning the, well, obviously and, beating whatever garbage comes out of the West and going to the college football yeah. playoff as a two or a one seed winning that game, getting to the national title game and potentially winning right. that right. game. So if that were to happen, if Michigan were to, to, or the Big Ten were to suspend Harbaugh for the game, they go and they win. They win the Big Ten, and then they go to the college football playoff and they win it. That would be the, in my, that would be the best outcome for this because then it would be not about what Jim Harbaugh knew, what Jim Harbaugh didn't know, what the institution knew, what they didn't know. Coaching staff be damned. The kids went out and showed they're the best football team in the country. And as a Michigan fan, Shit, as a Michigan State fan, I would root for those kids in that scenario. And and that leads to a good opportunity for us to transition to talk more about this upcoming weekend. But to something that you and I have talked about multiple times is that when this broke, it was before the Michigan State game. And if you look back and you want to argue, any, if Nebraska wants to argue, if Minnesota wants to argue, like you guys don't have a great argument because they're going to beat you regardless. But you're not using any of this sign stealing from every game from the Michigan State game going forward, and all the games that matter for Michigan are Penn State, Maryland, Ohio State, Big Ten Championship, College Football Playoff. And so, to me, this idea that anything going forward would be tainted, I think, is utter horseshit. Like, I don't think there's anything to that. I, I, I dismiss that narrative. If you want to make the case, go for it. But I, I think that, no way. You're going to beat Penn State, true up. You're going to beat Ohio State, true up. You're going to beat any team going forward. True up. I mean, it's on those teams to obviously change their signs. Change their and signs. Like make, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I can't really poke a massive hole in that argument. Like as far as like not being tainted, it's all the whole season is going to kind of always be a little tainted. Even what what they like it coming out when it did in the middle of the season. Like it it still. Like, I don't know what the lingering effects are because it's not as maybe simple as formations give a lot of things away, mm -hmm. you know? And again, you only have so many plays in a playbook, right? For college kids. This is right, not the NFL. Right, right. So it is kind of like if they line up in a, in a certain formation and stuff and like, you know, yeah, they can change the, the signs on the sideline, but don't you, aren't you tipped 
because of previous knowledge. Of, I don't, I don't like, and again, again, I'm not saying true. I'm not saying that that's what's happening because again, you can look at the game film and you well, know, when they line up in right. that, you're going to run a jet sweep. You're going to run a that's deep ball or whatever. That they so, spend, they've been spending decades watching correct. game film with the, with the hundred percent intent of when Ohio state is in this formation, we think one of three plays is going to come. Hey, maybe in the past we actually knew which one of those three plays was coming. Now it's one of those three plays, and we've got to be prepared for and, one of those three plays. And every team, every team is every got, team's doing that, right? So I don't think. And if I if if JJ McCarthy goes out there and plays Kyle McCord on, I think it's like November twenty fifth, in uh, Michigan Stadium, throws for four touchdown passes, runs for another one, Michigan beats them. Justin, maybe maybe the rest of the college football world looks at it and still has some type of like, well, this wasn't I, as a Michigan fan. And as I would suggest to Michigan fans, I'm going to look at that and say, like, J.J. McCarthy and Michigan did this fairly, legitimately. They beat Ohio State. They did it without it, anything, and nobody's taken that away from and I And I'm, I'm not going to be the one that's going to try. And I'm, I honestly, like, it, at this point, like, just get it over with. Like, what, what, yeah. what is it? Like, you know, and that's, we're, we're to, look, me, to me, that's a big part of this. It, is I just want, the NCAA, we just said earlier, is not going to touch us for 2023. So if the Big Ten wants to levy something, let's do it right now. Get it over with so that we can all, to some degree, move past this. Well, and it's like, we've how many weeks have we been talking about this Three. and this only? Like, I'm, I, and, like, it is a huge story. And, like, of course, the big, what a podcast, man. What a podcast. Because <laughs> we start the season thinking, oh, this is going to be a great year. Our teams are both going to be really good. Huh. Mel Tucker saga yep. hits the fan. Yeah. And then, we're, and then, you know, Michigan fans are looking down going, you guys are just a mess. And then this all comes out, and it's like Michigan State fans are going, well, you guys are a mess, just yeah. a mess. This is why we did this, because it's fantastic. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Saturday night. Uh, well, let's talk Saturday day first, just because that'll be a shorter rendition. Does Michigan State win another football game this year? I mean, it's it's Nebraska. It's at home. It's another team like an Iowa, like a Minnesota, who they've lost to both times. Yeah. Mobile-ish quarterbacks, like Iowa wasn't. God, that game. That could have totally, changes in my opinion, season. changes the season. But it, yeah. it, it, it is what it is. Um, can they can they, can they they do enough to, to send the senior class out on a high note at Spartan Stadium for the last time? Or is this going to be another one of those games where – Michigan State just you know can't move the ball. They can't they can't get the timely stops that they need, and it's just a slow bleed. In Nebraska well, win. Do we know if it's Caden Hauser or Sam Levitt as a quarterback? We do, we do not. Yeah, that's going to be a game time decision that Harlan doesn't want to tip his hand to Nebraska. Probably. I have a hard time. I mean, Nebraska's trending up right now. They're playing. You know, they're they're actually I believe leading the the West. They're one of three teams or four teams that are three and two in the conference. Uh, they they seem to have a little bit of their act together. We still don't think that Michigan State has their act together. I think it ultimately comes down to whoever that quarterback is. If it is Caden Hauser, can he shuck the last couple of weeks? And that, what was it, first half, first three quarters against Rutgers when he really showed he was capable of something, if he can replicate that performance, then yes, you've got a chance. If he can't, or if it's Sam Levitt making his first career start, I don't, I don't think there's a great likelihood. Do you have a little scoop there? Well, no, I just... I'm looking at the line. It went from three and a half down to three. Hmm. So what do you take when you see closer lines than yeah. maybe expected? I think, I think Nebraska was probably more like a six, seven, eight point yeah. favorite in this game. And it was three and a half earlier this week. and went down to three. Now, of course, that's probably action and different things of that nature that make that move. But doesn't that, doesn't that look like, like something's in the water, maybe a little fishy. I, 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 I don't know. Like, I just don't think, you know, the Michigan state belief is dud. Like this team, you know, they're trying to, they're trying in social media and the team media is doing its best to try to 
you know, play for the Spartan next to you and blah, 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 blah. And like, yeah, that's all well and good. Like the season's a dud. No matter if you went out and you won the last four games, you, I mean, you, <laughs> you, somebody they asked me the last four games, they go to the, they go to a bowl game. Somebody asked yeah. me, somebody asked me the other day, uh, how bad Ohio state was going to be Michigan state. And I was at the game with the shoe a couple of years ago when they were up 21, nothing after the first quarter. And I was like, I think it might be worse than that. Like this. this, this it, so, I mean, look, if I'm Michigan state, yes, you're going out, you're trying to get a win. You're trying to get a little positive momentum. Please just get a win in power five. So you can get off that list of the five teams that haven't won against a conference opponent and power five play. Um, but I, I'm with you, man. Like I, I would be, I was numb to the game in Minnesota when I was like, I was at work. So I was kind of like paying attention, not paying attention. I'll be very similar this week. Like I'll turn it on and it'll be like, Oh, Hey, I mean, they turned the ball. They, they, they capitalized on turnovers. They won the turnover battle and still lost. I mean, you, you know, they, yeah. earlier in the year, they had lost the turnover battle, outgained them Maryland by yards and they still lost it, it, Iowa, like did nice things, outgained them completely. And still like, it's just this team. I don't want to call them losers because I don't think the kids are losers. I just think the team is not a winning product. Mm -hmm. I guess that's the nicest way I can put it. I think that's so. the nicest way you can put it. I, I'm yeah. going to take Nebraska by 10. Okay. I, I, I don't have any problem with that. I, I, I think Nebraska wins. I, I think they can probably win by double digits as well. I'll, I'll say 12 just because I think that Michigan state's just, and then you have Ohio state, Indiana, Penn state. Is that right? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. It's uh, well for your at, program at Ohio state. Uh, Sunday, Saturday night on NBC. Oh no. Wow. Oh no. Wow. Wow. Oh no. Wow. And then uh, Indiana for the, who's the uh, worst the team in the conference bowl. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, you have Penn state at Ford field. Okay. But, uh, so on the other hand, uh, the Michigan Wolver sign stealing means, Oh, come I'm on. sorry. I had to do it. Uh, look, you, th 32 and a half point favorites mm -hmm. against the Purdue team. That's you know, two and six. So another one, I mean, I, I honestly think this is the same situation we've seen every game this year. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, I think the thing that we've talked about a little bit with that spread is, is, and I think it was the Indiana game is what happens late in the game. Right. You know, does, does Purdue score a touchdown? No. When Michigan's got, and I, I think the answer clearly now is no, no, I don't think anybody scores until yeah. Penn state, maybe. And Ohio State, like yeah. I just, I, I don't think Maryland even really. Maybe, so maybe take, they get seven to. 10, I'll take Michigan. Take the. Uh, to you're gonna cover, cover. cover. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I, I think what would be interesting to me is coming off the bye, um, at least in Michigan circles, other than talking about Steelgate, is about the offense. Uh, is is whether or not Michigan gets back to running the football with a level the emphasis that they did a year ago, because they really haven't this year. It's been more about the JJ McCarthy show. Um, as we saw with Michigan state a couple weeks ago, why would you not make the JJ McCarthy show? Um, absolutely outstanding. One of the Heisman favorites now. So coming off this by, you had all this time to spend with the running game, or you said, we really like what we got right now. And if we really like what we got, then we're not gonna put any extra emphasis on bludgeoning teams to death. We don't need to go into the Ohio state game and run for two fifty like we have the last two years to win the game, because now we have JJ, we have wide receivers. We have these tight ends and Colston Loveland and AJ Barner who are, you know, the best pro I would, I think you can easily stand here and say they're the best tight end duo in college football. Um, you know, when you look at the numbers that they're putting up, they had, they had 12 catches for 180 yards and three touchdowns against Michigan state. Right. I mean, like those are, those are yeah. video game numbers. Right. So I'll be curious to see what they do with the offense. If they try to move transition back to who they were a year ago, or they just embrace who they are right now. 
because that's going to tell you a lot about how they're going to play Penn State and Ohio State in a couple of weeks. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got Michigan. I'll say let's go fifty-six to seven. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, and again, these kids want to make a statement. They mm-hmm. want to make a statement. We are not distracted. Like the last thing that that would be you know prudent for Michigan players right now is for them to look discombobulated, for them to look uninterested, for them to look uncharacteristic to what we've seen over you know the what seven games that we've seen them play already or eight games we've already seen them play so i honestly i I truly believe this will be another just dismantling of thing if you're going to ann arbor gosh enjoy it yeah night games at at the big house are always special and fun 55 degrees a little warmer might be a little rain in the forecast but hey you know hopefully you guys go out there get it done um the sign stealing gate. We'll, we'll find out. Maybe we'll find out something before the game happens, you know, yeah. with, with, with Petiti in, in Ann Arbor this weekend. And, you know, I don't think anything would probably be released until probably after the game. I don't and think stuff, they would do it now. Like, right. I, I think, I think that'd be that would be a form. Monday. That would be a Monday. They'd want to give Michigan a little bit of time to say like, if Jim Harbaugh's going to be suspended for the games going forward, like you have the whole week to prepare. Right. I think that's unfair to them. Not that they couldn't beat Purdue by 30 something points. Right. They suspended right, them. right. But that's no, that's, that's, that's not. Yeah. I mean, if they were going to suspend Jim immediately now, unless he finds out something today and Santa yeah. lends on, like you should, you should have suspended him a week ago. And like, you know, I don't think Santa would do that, no, but like no. Santa, I know him. I don't actually great, know great Mr. Mr. Oh no. So, all right, dude. Hey, yeah. uh, have a great weekend. You, too. you know, enjoy, enjoy your, your, we got a little date night going on on Saturday Ooh. during the Michigan state, Nebraska game. Oh. We'll be home in time for the Michigan okay. game. Okay. Good. Excellent. Of that. And then that no Lions nice. this weekend. No, bye week. And then, hey, Michigan State, Michigan, college basketball gets started early next week. James Madison is Michigan State's first opponent. Yeah, UNC uh, Wilmington maybe. Yeah, yeah, so we'll get into the uh, college. Uh, we'll obviously wrap up the weekend. We'll, we'll see if anything kind of particulates uh, up with information from the Big Ten. And we'll talk more college hoops uh, starting next week. So uh, I love you, man. But you're an idiot. <laughs>